today we're going to go on a journey of prayer throughout the whole service. And we're asking our great God uh, to hear our prayers and to respond to them. And so I'm going to ask you to really stay connected throughout this service. And if that means you have to turn your phones off so you're not distracted by buzzes and notifications and I encourage you to do that. The book of Acts in Acts chapter 4 says that after the church prayed that the place was shaken. It doesn't say that the people were shaken. It says the ground on which they were praying was shaken because God showed up. And when God shows up, his power resides in a powerful way. And so I'm going to ask you to participate. I'm going to ask you to um, be part of this because we are the church. And I'm going to ask you to participate in all components of it too. And because I believe that if we want to see God do something miraculous in our world and in our lives, it begins with us praying. And it ends with us praying. I think it begins with a clean heart. In John chapter 1, 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Sometimes it's difficult for us to really understand what that looks like to God. It's challenging for us to wrap our minds around what that really means. But picture it this way if you can. Suppose your son, your daughter, is longing to be part of a college sports team. And so dad is collecting video and, and mom is collecting video. And, and so you want to impress the coach of this university or this college that your son or your daughter has the skills and ability to be good enough to play on their team. So dad hires a videographer and he begins to take your son or your daughter's film footage and he edits it. He puts it all together and he sends it off to this university or this college. And when this coach receives it, he hits play or she hits play. And when they hit play, they begin to see your son or daughter never miss a shot they see them defend like they've never defended before in fact they begin to wonder if this athlete potential athlete might be the greatest athlete on earth because the videographer edited out all the mistakes the videographer took out all the turnovers the videographer took out all the times where the shot fell short why because the father did some editing to the life of their son and daughter. It's like that for us. When we confess, our God edits our life. And so when he sees us, all he sees is the highlight reel. Because he chooses to forget and not remember all those turnovers all those mistakes, all those sins. And when God looks on us, 
he sees us covered with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. See, that's what confession does. There's this misnomer in our world, and sometimes we'll hear people say, well, Facebook, all it is is a highlight reel. And I want to say, that's all we are to God, a highlight reel. He doesn't recall the things we've done wrong and replay them. And so we're about to take a moment in time and confess that our Father is going to edit our highlight reel. So I'm going to ask you to do something. There was a, a, a prayer recorded a long time ago by St. Thomas. And I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer out with me and read it as it comes up on the screen. And, and then we'll move from there. Let's read this prayer together. Ready? Read. O Lord, who has mercy upon all, take away from me my sins and mercifully kindle in me the fire of the Holy Spirit. Take away from me the heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh, a flesh to love and adore thee, a heart to delight in thee, to follow and enjoy thee. For Christ's sake, amen. Now I'm going to ask you to do something. I believe posture is important because it's symbolic of something that's happening in our hearts. Western Christianity doesn't often do much with posture, but we're going to. If you are able to, online and here in this room, I'm just going to ask you to turn and kneel and confess your sins to God. And as you're confessing, our God is editing. So take a moment and confess your sins to God. him to search your heart and see if there's any offensive way in you. Ask the Holy Spirit to go to those dark, dark places of secrecy. Ask him to search the corners of doubt. Ask him to make your heart clean and to forgive you. to visualize if you can while you're kneeling there while you were confessing our father was editing and when he sees you he sees you covered with the righteousness of Jesus you can't miss a shot because of the blood of Jesus Christ shed on the cross and all God's people said ask you to turn and take your seat quietly. I want you to take your Bibles quietly and turn to Luke chapter 18. 
Luke chapter 18. And I want you to read along with me, Matthew, Mark, Luke chapter 18. An incredible passage of a persistent praying woman. I ask you to stand as we read this together, Luke chapter 18 in verses 1 through 7. Would you stand with me as we read it out loud together? Let's read Luke 18, verses 1 to 7 together. Ready? Read. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? You may have a seat. Let me ask you some questions. How long will you keep pleading and knocking on the door of heaven for something that's near and dear to you? I'm surprised when I read this account that there isn't a verse that says that this judge put a restraining order on this persistent widow. Because this man says, the Bible Jesus says, this judge neither feared God or cared about what people thought. He was heartless. He didn't really care about believers, nor would he care about this person. And I'm just shocked that he never once put a restraining order on this woman who kept coming his way. And it says that not only did he not want to deal with her, he was at a point where he was fearful of her attacking him. So a restraining order could have been put in place. This shows something about the character of God as Jesus is trying to describe to us. God doesn't always concern himself with protocol. We don't have to do what everyone else does in order to receive what the world gets. So in this instance, God is showing us, and throughout Scripture, God always honors persistence and boldness, and I would say even a level of audacity as this persistent widow broke protocol, kept coming to this unfair judge and was basically telling him, I will not keep coming, stop coming to you unless you rule in my favor. Nowhere during this time was that the protocol of any person who lived. You see, God is not moved, or God is moved not by us saying we mean business, and business as usual, but when business as usual is thrown out, then we are in business. Think about it this way. I'm not a widow, and some of you are. I'm not even a persistent widow. One translation says in Luke chapter 18 and verse 5, in the NLT, it says, 
that I do believe, think about this in Luke chapter 18, he says that, that she kept coming and coming and coming. Let me just say this in regards to what's happening in our world right now. We don't need another opinion. We don't need another sermon. We don't need another Bible study. We don't need another podcast. We don't need another protest. We don't need another devotional. We don't need another chapel. We don't need another expert's advice. We don't need another mandate. We don't need another election to see our land healed of the coronavirus and for God to be exalted on high. But what we do need is God's people with holy faith and boldness, relentlessly praying and pounding the hallways of heaven to our great God. That's what we need. In Luke 18, in verse 5, in the NLT, it says, the judge said, this woman is driving me crazy. Why? Because she kept coming to this judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. She kept going to him. And if we did today, we would probably be thrown out and handed a restraining order. But in Luke chapter 18 and verse 4, it says, For some time he refused this judge. But finally he says to himself, Even though I don't fear God, and even though I don't care what people think, yet because of this woman, her bothering me over and over, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't come and attack me. Luke 18 and verse 7 says, And will not God bring justice for his chosen ones? And who are his chosen ones? We who know him personally are his chosen ones. Our God is not an unjust God. Our God is a just judge. And when he sees the hearts of his people, his chosen ones from the foundation of the world, crying out to him, it moves the heart of a perfect, just God. This woman's boldness and faith resulted in this unjust judge giving her what she thought should happen because he knew there was no stopping her until he relented and gave her what she believed she should have. Let me pull away and bring that story to our lives today. Imagine what could happen right here, online, across our world, if millions of Jesus followers prayed this way for an end, even to the coronavirus. What if we woke up every day and, and throughout the day just fell to our knees and begged God and said, God, I'm not leaving here until... I know where everyone lands. I know we can pray through things and, and God wants us to teach us things. And there's times to pray through and there's times to pray for. But my Bible says, if we ask, he will deliver on our request. And see, I choose to believe that. 
And yes, I want to learn. And yes, I want us to move from this so that we can grow and be thriving in our relationships. And yes, I can thrive here. But I'm begging God to snap his fingers, to nod his head and say, because of the prayer of my people and the holy faith that they have, I will be a just judge and I will kill this virus. So here I am again, God, bothering you. Annihilate this virus, God, and leave no trace of it anywhere. I love this picture because it's a judge. And I picture this judge and this woman is coming to him and he's about to rule in some case. And if you've ever been to a courtroom, a judge lays down the final ruling. He takes his gavel and he makes a final ruling. And I just picture this scene like, finally, enough, lady, enough. You can have what you want. I think God's gavel is a little bigger. (laughs) But I picture our God hearing the prayers today at Grace Community Church and across the world, people praying in faith and him laying it down. I need those notes. Thank you, Anthony. You see, here's what my Bible says and your Bible says, in case you've forgotten. In James 5, 16, it says, The fervent prayers of righteous men and women are powerful and effective. Do you believe that today? I wonder if we truly believe that. You see, here's the problem, though. Some of us give up right before the breakthrough. And the point of this passage is this. Don't give up until you see the breakthrough. Keep coming back until you see the answer. I believe our God can annihilate the virus. And I believe when he does, he will get all the credit. What will a world say when we wake up one day and there is not a trace in our world? You see, I choose to believe that. Why do I choose to believe that? Because God's people have faith and our faith can move mountains. You see, God honors crazy people. And crazy faith. Four men dug a hole in a ceiling to drop their friend in while Jesus was preaching because they believed that they could get him to Jesus. He would be healed. Zacchaeus believed if he could climb a tree and see Jesus and Jesus saw him that out of the crowds of thousands of people that somehow Jesus would walk by this tree and see him he believed and I want you to think about something years prior to that someone planted that tree ahead of time so that Zacchaeus could climb into it on that day so I'm going to ask you to do something I'm going to ask you to get back on your knees and I'm going to ask you to pray with faith 
believing like the persistent widow that God will remove and annihilate this virus. I encourage you to pray out loud. Just pray persistently. Pray and give it to God. Don't be afraid. These are brothers and sisters around you. Pray, 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 pray. Come on, let's hear the prayers. Come on, let's hear the prayers. Pray, pray aloud, pray. Before you get off your knees, the virus could be annihilated. Do you believe that? Pray that way. Listen, this isn't a time to be shy. This is a time to beg our God. We no longer want to see isolation, depression, anxiety be broken in Jesus' name. Just pray, God, that you would move in a powerful way. God, remove the foothold of the enemies, the lies that people are believing, where they don't think they can press on. Fear has enveloped them. I just ask, Lord, that you would remove and annihilate and destroy every trace of this virus in Jesus' name. Please, God, we believe. And like the early church pray, we believe, God, that the ground upon which we are praying will be shaken because your presence and power is with us. So please, Father God, please, we beg you. We're your children. We're your chosen ones. We have persistent faith. We believe there's enough faith in this room and online and across this world. We pray that you would hear our prayers and heal our land. Please, God. Please, God. And we we give you credit ahead of time. And we thank you in advance for what you're going to do and what you are doing. And we celebrate and we exalt the name of Jesus. This isn't about us. This isn't about the Grace Community Church. This is about people of God believing by faith that our God is a just God. And he can do 
far more than we ask or imagine. So God, we hand off our requests. Here they are, God. Fill those bowls in heaven, and I pray that the scales would be tipped in Jesus' name, and there would be an explosion on earth of healing all across our land. We need healing, God. We need it badly. And I pray that there would be a revival like never before because of the witness and the power of this miracle, God. We want people to run to Jesus, and we would look back on this time and say, wow, look what our God can do and what our God did do. And may millions bow their knees and confess to you the name of Jesus Christ, please. And all God's people said, amen. I just want you to stay right there where you're at for a second and just listen. Just stay where you're at. And Ephesians 3.20, it tells us our God can do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. Bold prayers honor God. And God honors bold prayers. In fact, I would say God isn't even offended by your biggest dreams or your boldest prayers. In fact, I believe he's offended by anything less. And if your prayers aren't impossible to you, they're insulting to God. Think about that for a second. If the things you're about to pray for, bold prayers we're about to pray for, impossible things, if they aren't impossible to you, then that's insulting to God. Think about prayers this way. They're like a prophetic word. They're prophecies of what's going to happen in the future. Prayers are the best predictors of your spiritual future. You can go back to this day because of your prayer and say, because we prayed, this was the predictor of what is going to take place. Who you become is determined by how you pray. And ultimately for you and me, the transcript of your prayers becomes the script of your life. Think about that. The transcript, the words that you are praying, the things that you're believing God for, literally because we hand it off to him, now become the script of our lives. The same God that spoke through Balaam's donkey. The same God that stopped the sun from setting for 24 hours. The same God that parted the Red Sea. The same God that was conceived to a virgin. The same God that came back to life lives in you. And the same God we get to pray to. I want you to think about this for a second, about our infinite God before we pray. For an infinite God, all finites are the same. Think about that for a second. He never says, I only have this much to give. Or... I need to divvy out the amounts and leave some for the next time that someone else asks. God doesn't ration out his answers. So whether you're asking for a zillion things or one thing, to an infinite God, think about this. Finites are the same. So whether you're praying for a job or praying for coronavirus, it's not like to him either one of those is a bigger deal. To an infinite God, finites are the same. So no matter what you're praying for, it's not even bigger. It's not like he says, that's too huge. That's too big. I got a little of that left. And God doesn't ration out and doesn't say, I've helped you here. I need to pass off here because I'm running out of answers. He owns it all. To an infinite God, 
finites are the same. So whether it's for the salvation of your son or daughter, or for a text you want to receive that says you have the job, or even your wants, or your needs, God doesn't put them on a comparison list. It's not like one to ten. They're all the same to an infinite God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, pray to him. Maybe it's sickness. Maybe it's brokenness. Maybe it's healing. Maybe it's you name it. You just think, pray him out right now. Pray, pray. Bold prayers to an infinite God who's not bound by finiteness. Pray him out. Pray him out loud. Pray him. Just pray out those prayers. Pray like you believe it. Nothing is impossible for you. What is impossible for man is not impossible for you. You created the world by speaking it into existence. We're handing off these requests to you. And we believe that you can answer. Even before our knees leave the ground on which we're praying, we believe that you can. Pray your dreams out. Pray your longings out. Pray your needs out. Pray them out to a God who can do immeasurably, exceedingly, abundantly more than you can even think or imagine. Come on, pray them out. Don't waste this time. Don't waste it. Pray them out. Keep, keep praying it, keep praying it persistently. Pray, pray, pray. There's no expiration date to your prayers. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. There are more with you than there are with him. I pray for healing, God. I pray for miraculous healing of those that have stricken with doctor's reports that said they only have this much time to live. I pray for children who have run away from you. Mom and dads have been praying. I pray, dear God, that they would return like the prodigal did. and They would love you. I pray for marriages to be restored. I pray where there's divorce papers sitting on top of counters that, God, that you would tear them up and you would unite that marriage and it would be stronger than it's ever been. 
I pray for an appetite for purity and holiness amongst your people. I pray, God, that you would release the bondage of addiction amongst those that struggle daily. I ask, God, that you would lift that burden from them. I pray, God, that these walls, Grace Community Church, would not be able to contain what you can do. I pray that millions come to know Christ, God, in the days and weeks ahead. I pray for your favor, your blessing, your protection amongst the chosen ones from the foundation of the world. I pray, God, that those who are ruling our world would come to know you personally. I pray, God, that you would move in our schools. I pray, God, that you would protect our children and our teachers and our staff and our administration and our doctors and our nurses and our first responders and parents. And God, that you would go with them in a mighty way. God, I pray that we would see something happen in our day that we've never seen before because of your handiwork in our lives. We surrender, we commit these prayers to you in the strong and powerful and mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. You may have a...